Hello, and welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, a ministry of Faith Baptist Church. It's a daily podcast Monday through Friday on our daily walk with Christ, hosted by Stephen and Andy Bitsko, myself. Today we're going to be using our Bibles. Uh, you can use a physical Bible if you have one, or you could go to Logos.com and download the Logos Bible software, which is free. We also utilize the 365 Days of Spurgeon Devotional, which you can also download at Logos.com. It is, however, not free and totally optional. How do we get that slide? April 23rd, a divine challenge. First text that we're going to be reading today is James chapter number 3, verses 3 through 6. Take a moment to find that in your Bible. Please feel free to pause the podcast while you get there. In James chapter 3 and verse number 3 through 6, we see, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships, which, though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever a governor listeth. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. So what about that tongue? That's very powerful. Well, what do you mean by powerful? Use it, you can use it in a lot of different ways. You can use it for good things. You can use it for, for bad things. Yeah. And it in either way you use it, it has the ability to have a great impact. And the tongue is a fire? It can be, yeah. Yeah? It could be the fire of hell. It could be the fire of God. Depends on which way you use it. So what is a world of iniquity? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Do a lot of iniquity with that tongue, huh? You can. You can destroy all the members right there. You could. Have you ever seen a church get destroyed from within? No, probably not old enough for that. Um, <laughs> I've been in a bunch of churches. Um, never seen that happen. It's happened yeah. after we've yeah. left yeah. and moved to a different place, but never personally seen it happen. I have heard stories though. Yeah. That when you choose carpet at your church, yes, be very, very careful. You, you just don't go to that meeting that night. No, okay. You, yeah, I, I've heard the stories. They're legends. About carpet in churches. Carpet in churches. Yes, the color, the pattern, but, how fluffy it is, how hard <laughs> it is. Yeah, you don't show up to those days. Because, you know, from those meetings or from those businesses or from how people perceive other people, there's a thing called gossip. No way. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, I didn't know that existed. Is, is this just like hit you right now like a Mack truck? Nah, definitely no, a no. semi. So, that's a Mack truck. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people start gossiping about other people and you know it, it eventually defiles the whole body, the whole body of, of Christ right there, the, the members church, of yeah. church. Yeah, see, even themselves it could defile their body. It could. Yeah, you ever talk? You ever talk bad about anybody? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's not a good thing, huh? You feel kind of bad afterwards. At times, yes. Yeah, I know I do when I felt bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, man, Steve, I wish I didn't say that. Oh, brother. 
yeah, it's going to get me. And it will, and it did, <laughs> you know. So it defiles the whole body. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about what, uh, there he is, Charles Spurgeon over there on the left. Yes, he is. He has a beard in this picture. He's got uh, a beard in every picture. What are you talking about? Oh, it looks very combed. It looks very combed today. Yes. He does have bags under his eyes, so I'm probably sure he's tired. Was tired. I'm pretty was sure tired. he's dead he's now. He's dead now. Yeah, he's definitely dead. <laughs> but uh, he was a preacher. Uh, and the message that he preached was called A Divine uh, Challenge. This is an excerpt of that sermon, A Divine Challenge, and it was delivered on April 22nd, 19... Uh, 19. Let's not give him an extra 100 years there. In the year of 1860. And it was at uh, New Park Cha uh, Street Chapel in Southwark. Okay, that's where he delivered this message. And the message is, Moses goes to Pharaoh yet again and says, Thus saith the Lord, let my people go, that they may serve me. And at one time, the, the haughty monarch says he will let some go. At another time, he will let them all go. But they are to leave their cattle behind. He would hold on to something. If he cannot have the whole, he will have a part. It is wonderful how content the devil is if he can be nibble at a man's heart. It does not matter about swallowing it whole. Only let him nibble and he will be content. Let him but bite at the fag ends and be satisfied. For he is wise enough to know that if a serpent has but an inch of bare flesh to sting, he will poison the whole. When Satan cannot get a great sin in, he will let a little one in. Let the thief who goes and finds shutters all coated with iron and bolted inside. At least he sees a little window in the chamber. He cannot get in, he, so he puts a little boy in, that he may go round and open the back door. So the devil has always his little sins to carry about with him to go and open back doors for him. And we let one in and say, Oh, it is only a little one. Yes, but how that little one becomes the ruin of the tire man. Let's not take care that the devil does not get a foothold. For if he gets a foothold, he will get his whole body in. And we shall be overcome. You know, just like Andy and I discussed a little bit earlier about the tongue. And how a little gossip becomes bigger gossip. And bigger gossip becomes uh, the truth in the sense of the other people. And they turn their backs on each other and it destroys them. That little bit, that little conversation, that little talk destroyed the whole body. You know, I, I see a lot of little tiny sin that destroys a lot of the body. I know many people that when they were younger, they had just one cigarette. And that one cigarette throughout their life became cancer and destroyed the body. I've seen... How horrible sin can destroy the body. Spurgeon talks about this in Exodus chapter 8, verse number 1. 
And it says, The Lord spake unto Moses, Go unto unto Maryland, go unto Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve him. Moses had boldness. He stood in front of Pharaoh. He told him, Let my people go. Pharaoh, as the Bible describes, God hardened his heart. Pharaoh, at times, did let them go a little bit. I mean, uh, didn't say, I'll let you go, but you got to leave your cattle. He did say, I'll let you go. And then at the very last minute, God hardens his heart and he changes his mind. You know, right when Moses took away that plague. So I, Spurgeon says, beware of giving Satan a window of opportunity. Be aware of giving Satan a window of opportunity. You know, be aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of who you're with, what you're talking about, where you're going. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 27, neither give a place to the devil. Don't give that opportunity to him. Uh, you know, if really evaluate what you are doing in your life and what weaknesses and what holds what hole you can get that you have available that the devil can get in harden those up harden those postures up create that defense and i'm not saying you know don't talk to anybody put walls around you and just don't talk to anybody i'm saying no i mean you know if there's some things in your life that is damaging to your family uh, that is damaging your walk with Christ. You know, you may need to evaluate it and see, I might have to get rid of this, or I might have to change this, or I may have to move this. Um, I know when uh, the Internet first was invented, just dating myself in the, in the 90s, in the late 90s, mid, early 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, how evil it was to come into the home. It was going to bring those things and, you know, evil into the house and, you know, there's not that many homes today. I know there are still homes out there that don't have the internet, but there's not that many homes there that do not have the internet. And yes, there are evils that can come come into your house. There's pornography that can come into your house. There's messaging with uh, with you know not appropriate people that can come into your house through the internet. There's movies. There's music. There's all. There's you know all type of worldly things that can come into your house through that internet. And, you know, if as a Christian, you don't want to be influenced by those evil devices that, you know, you may have to get a filter to filter those things to protect you and your family. And that's what I'm, I'm asking. And that's what I'm saying is that do an evaluation of your life. Take heed to what the devil, what the devil can do. And he and don't give him a place for that. And uh, say, hey, I might have to harden this posture up, this defense posture. Spurgeon also says, it is amazing how much damage can be caused by something apparently little. So if we look at the, the verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 6, it says, your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You know, a little bit of leaven leaveneth the whole lump. You know, a little bit of sin can make it a bigger sin like saying a little lie that can become a bigger lie 
or saying that, you know what, this little bit of pornography or this little bit of looking at immodesty may end up where you're an addicted to the pornography or, you know, having a little sip of alcohol, you may become an addict. Uh, an alcoholic or you know that that would take you away take your mind and take your physical um, capabilities away from God and to focus it on to other things saying that uh, that little bit may come to be something bigger you know I know Andy Andy let's talk let's come on over here talk you're right here okay tell me about baseball what do you want to know about baseball what do you want to know about baseball a little bit of baseball could mean everything in your life about baseball. It could. If you let it get away. It could. I mean, we love baseball. We do. We do. We, watch, we can't watch baseball right now because of uh, the COVID. I try- Unless you want to watch reruns. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I watch the MLB network and I'm watching a game in the 1986 or the you know, 90s or in the 70s and the 60s. You know, it's not it, – it is an exciting game, but it's not like what's happening right now if they're playing on the field yeah. right now. But – that little bit of baseball, you know, if I don't pay attention, I, it, it, it could take my church time. You know, instead of going to church, I might have to want to stay home to watch a baseball game. Or, you know, if you're a football fan, a football game. You know, if you have uh, devotions you need to do. Or if you have uh, Bible reading you need to read. And instead of reading your Bible, or instead of having devotions, or instead of going to church, or instead of spending time with your family or instead of talking to your wife or instead of playing video games with your son, you want to watch baseball. Got to play those video games with your son. We will talk about that later. (laughs) Yes. But I mean, just a little bit could be a big distraction that the devil has on you that can take you away from Christ. I think that's true with just about anything. You, everything has to have a balance. Take the baseball, for instance. The baseball inherently is not wrong. No. When it takes control of what your focus is, when it becomes your focus, then there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 could, I could take it a step further and say, even if it was your focus, it still might not be wrong but it ha- the, the potential is getting larger and larger and larger until it's no longer a potential, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every once in a while, you just have to step back and you know, do, do a reality check. of An evaluation. An, an, an evaluation, exactly what you're saying. Of, is this really good for me? Is this really where I should be going? Is this really what I should be doing? Good point. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 15... The Bible says, look diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble, you and thereby may be defiled. Let's talk about that bitterness. You ever been bitter? No, I don't think so. It's a tough thing. Yeah. You know, well, it doesn't, bitterness doesn't hit you all at once. No? No, first you're kind of... Kind of ticked off, you're a little bit irritated, you know, and then that irritation becomes where you're mad, and you dwell upon that mad, and it becomes bitterness. Mm. And once after that bitterness, guess what happens next is that hatred, mm. and it's bringing up trouble because once you hit that bitterness, you're bitter, you're becoming trouble, and you know you're not doing any anything good. 
your entire focus is on what you're mad at. Yeah, it's like, uh, let's say you wanted a gaming computer, okay? Mm -hmm. Instead, I bought you a Mac Pro, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. And you're like, that guy's an idiot. He doesn't, doesn't he know that I can't play any games on a <laughs> Mac Pro? All you can do on I a, don't have a Mac Pro. All, I can, all you can do on a Mac Pro is... I don't know, watch videos, <laughs> <laughs> edit videos, edit audio, yeah. But I want to play uh, a game, but I can't because I got Mac Pro. Oh, he's stupid. I hate him. I can't. Well, you're not a hate yet. And then you get bitter. I'm never going to talk to him again because he's, oh, he, he doesn't know me because he just gets me a Mac Pro. And then after that, you, you start hating me because he's stupid. He, uh, he doesn't know what to get me. And it's just not the Mac Pro anymore. He decided to get me 900 megabits per second on internet. And doesn't he know that's stupid? I don't need that much internet. You know. And then you just hate me altogether over a Mac Pro. <laughs> I think one of the most interesting things about anger. And the, you know, taking a couple of steps back from bitterness. One of the most interesting things about anger is in the moment you are justified. Regardless of whether in reality you are justified, in the moment that you are angry, in the moment that you are mad, you are 100% correct 100% of the time. That's why you're mad. But then you step back an hour, two hours, once, you're, once you realize what you were actually mad about, you may or may not have been had a reason to be mad. You could have just been like, it's a, it's a $2,500 computer. He loved me enough to get me a $2,500 computer. He could buy so many sunflower seeds with $2,500, but instead he got me a computer. But in the moment, you're focusing on the fact that you didn't get what you want. You are justified in being mad. And I think that we get mad a lot of the time because we feel justified. And if we feel justified, it drives us to stay mad. And the longer we feel justified, the longer we stay mad, the more chance it has to turn into bitterness. So that brings us to our original point. When we first started this, we talked about, the, talked about a verse about the tongue. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're mad, you're in passion, you're in the moment. Yeah. If you don't control that tongue, mm -hmm. you can destroy everything. Yeah. And then you're going to have that moment where you're sitting back and say, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah. So our actions are very important on what we do, on how we act, and how we, how, we, how we portray ourselves to others. You know, a little sin can, take, can destroy the whole body. Don't let that little sin in your life. If you're bitter, don't let that control the, the anger and control the madness that you have. Control your tongue because you don't want to have remorse later on. And uh, I'm, that's going to end us for today. And I hope... Uh, you enjoy this message. I hope you share, share, share. I hope you uh, spread, spread, spread. And uh, please visit us at the thefaithbaptistelpaso.org. Uh, that's our main website that we have. Uh, you can go there. You can watch us stream live. Not us, the pastor. And, uh, and uh, you can join our community there. Uh, you can see all the media that we have available for you. Also, our community is at faithlife.com. Faith El Paso. Faith El Paso. Facebook, 
group is called Faith El Paso as well. And uh, we do have Bible studies that happen throughout the week. Please check them out at our website. Most of all, thank you, God bless, and have a wonderful day.